you and start a podcast where we interview the world's strongest women and critics from across the world. And uh, today we have the most amazing Megan Bain. Um, I knew a girl um, when I was a kid. She's her name was Bain, but she's really annoying. She's a hairdresser. You're not her though. Yeah, I feel like you're you're repping the name properly. You're bringing some hope back to the Bain um, <laughs> clan <laughs> association. There's a word for it. I don't know where where is Bain. What is Bain? Where is that from? What is the like background technic- of Technically, Bain itself is French, but we're not Irish. French. Bain. No, we're, we're, we're Irish and English, but I'm pretty sure it came from Mick Bain. It was Mick Bain, and then it was shortened down to Bain when they came over Bro. to Canada. Now that you're becoming famous, you could sell a burger that's called the McBain, you know? Mm. <laughs> Yo, that is a good idea. I do love a good burger. I'm expecting three burgers for life once you do that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think up a good recipe for that. Probably have ooh, mostly pickles ooh. on it. Mm, you need to make a McBain burger and post on IG and tag us in it, and that'll be the official McBain fitness burger. Boom. Okay. Okay. Deal. Boom. I'm in. <laughs> you sell that. You sell that shit on Facebook Marketplace and make that holiday dog. <laughs> Who wants a McBain for Christmas? McBain. <laughs> it's gonna make you insane in the membrane. It's gonna make you strong. Oh my god. I just made yeah, a commercial for you. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. I got to do this every week. Keep my business going. Yes, put some tomatoes on it, you know, and some lettuce and uh, some onions and bacon, and then you're good to go. Shut up, AMW. I thought of it myself all by myself. <laughs> so uh, I am your host. My name is Thick Stephanie. That's because I'm thick with three or four C's. I'm thick with another layer of thick, and you can blame it on my children because every time I have one, I get another layer of thickness of greatness, bitch. I'm nice and toasty. Every winter, I get warm. Okay? You can find me, a fantastic dancer, on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, where you can also find my dance and fitness challenges and tutorials and amazeball times. My dance and fitness classes this fall, online, Zoom, live. You get to hang out with me and twerk that shit. You know, and maybe you can turn into <laughs> business and make some money. I don't know. I don't make guarantees. There's no guarantees on your receipt. Um, <laughs> so subscribe to my channel. Contact me to go DM, comment on my post, and holler at your girl. Anyways, so today, this episode, we will be discussing how to stay fit in the winter. And like I said, today's guest is Megan Bates. She's owner of Grit and Something Wellness. I feel like you need to say it. Grit. Maybe you can <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna change it now. It's actually the McBain burger. No, it's uh, Grace and Grit Wellness. Um, Because you give grace for people to like fail like a CrossFitter and drop the barbell, but you teach them how to have grit and to do it again. Essentially, yes. You got to have a a balance of both in life, I guess. Sometimes more grit than grace. Sometimes more grace than grit. Is that is that how you came up with your name? You're like, I want to teach women how to be graceful, like hold teacups and walk all pretty in a 1950s skirt, but I also want to show them how to punch a dude in the face and with some heavy shit, you know? Um, <laughs> I wish it was that complex. <laughs> it's a little more simplistic than that, unfortunately. Um, I just, a lot of people always tell, like, I would often hear, like, you're made of grit. You have so much grit. You have a grit that I've never seen before. It was just something that I was always told, like, even just growing up, but obviously more frequently once getting into strength sports. And um, once I started dealing with clients more, I found it was something that I was saying was you need to have grace with yourself. You need to show yourself some grace. And my dog's name is Gracie and she's like the most kind, sweet hearted, like 
yeah. best creature on the planet. So it kind of just mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. together that way. You know, and yeah. I really appreciate that you use the word grace because I feel like a lot of people don't give enough grace to themselves. And um, so I want to talk about that today um, and just being realistic in life with your goals and the time it takes to achieve goals and and um, that you're an imperfect human. You know what I mean? Because I feel like we're so hard on ourselves. <clears throat> and the only reason why I know the grace is, word grace is because, you know, I, I didn't learn that as a kid because I grew up pretty religious. But in my early 20s, you know, I started having people come into my life and show me grace. And that was a life changer because I was always a perfectionist and I would self-sabotage all the time, right? And take down my life because um, I had these ridiculously impossible um, images and visions of one one for my life and how fast I was going to get there. And um, grace is so important just to forgive yourself, like, and it's a form of self-love, right? And self-respect. But it's something that we were raised in our generation, like you and I think we're pretty close in age, um, is that that's a weak thing, right? So Anyways, like I think the word grace is very, very powerful. And I think that people would actually achieve a lot more in life and actually start things and do more things if they actually gave themselves grace. You know what I mean? Because anybody can write like a a college, a collage board, a vision board, write down goals, buy some books, you know, sign up for a program, whatever it is, you know, go to a gym. But at the end of the day, if you don't have grace programmed into your programming for your life and your schedule, then you're not being realistic, right? Um, yeah. even with this podcast, I had to learn that like as a mom, you know, that too, right. You're just so tough on yourself, especially if you're mom who works outside the home or in home, you're just trying to be this goddamn superhero all the time. Right. And there's only one of you, you know, and you're going to have bad days, right? Like that's just life. Yep. Yep. Exactly it. But you need the grace and the grit to get through. That's right. Grace and grit and wellness coming to you. <laughs> yes, <exactly>. I know. <laughs> I'm far too excited for this time of night. It's because you're in the show. I'm so excited. So anyway, <laughs> you can find <laughs> Megan Bain, um, who's insane in the membrane. No, she's not. She's like, she's the calm one. If we were two buddies in trouble, like if we were two cops, you'd be the good cop and I'd be the bad cop. I'm like, you want some of this? You want some of this? You're going to tell me where she is? <laughs> and you, and you, you might be right <laughs> until I snap. And then I probably would be no longer be the good cop. Uh, <laughs> relax we'll get donuts later chill bro like, <laughs> yeah. someone me. feed me yeah she's like a ticking time bomb i'm like you're far too calm there's 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 something festering there it's just a matter of time it's like that jim carrey movie where he was a like, cop and people are always like taking advantage of me he's like you know and then one day he's like you know and then he lost his shit what one is that i don't know Damn, but i, I love jim carrey too oh he's a that? shit I don't know. He's like a super trooper. I think it's the one that came out after not the Trump. The uh, oh, when he was in that mysterious fake world with the circle globe thingy. Oh man, I'm bad with names. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna post it on here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and let me and let me know, and then we'll share it. I'm like, oh yeah, everybody like, watch this movie. Have grace and grit, otherwise we'll end up like this guy. You don't want to be this guy. <laughs> you know, like the Hulk freaking out. You know what? I really want to be the Hulk for Halloween because. I feel like it's going to be therapeutic just to walk around and be angry for like a day and then be like, hey, I'm tired now. I'm going to not be angry anymore. <laughs> and then you don't have to be Hulk anymore. You can just be Bruce Banner. Oh, yes. That's what therapists should do. They should just be like, bro, I feel like you need to play this avatar today. Because life is just being an avatar essentially, right? And just be like, go buy this costume, go do that. Then come go home, have a bath. You'll be good. Just go just go be fucking Mickey Mouse. <laughs> just don't <laughs> cause harm to anyone and, and, and you know, don't break any laws. Uh, punch a couple trees. 
Go, yeah, Comic Con always weird calls in the city because this new therapist moved in town. He's assigning characters to people, and the, and like one one is like again. What do you mean Santa Claus is walking down the street in March? You know what I mean? <laughs> It'd be chaos in the city. Chaos. We oh, need yeah. a pur- we need an we need an annual purge day, but that's another conversation. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm getting tired here. So, anyways, where can they find you on Facebook? What's your website? Where can they locate? Uh, so I don't- I I don't have a website mainly because social media is literally so much to handle as it is. Like, yes. so it would be grace.gritswellness at, um, is my Instagram handle. And then there's also my personal Instagram handle, which is Meg Randy Bain. And then I don't have a, a business page grace. on Facebook just Stop. because Grit. most people just come through my, my Instagram and, or personally message me for the most part. It's true though. Like, and my that's web- a, that's the only capacity I have right now. I can't run a website and do anything else. Like, you know, too much. Uh, it is. It's a lot of work. And like websites just take longer. Like on my phone, it's like, bloop, bloop, done. On my, uh, on like my website, I have to open my laptop and like enter passwords. And it's just like very cumbersome and annoying. I find it takes so much more time to do the most simplest thing. And it's like, yeah, websites are there as a landing page, but I feel like they're just such a money grab. Like in the same age, like why? Like to me, your legitimacy, your credibility is like your results, you know? if you right like testimonials yeah. and stuff like that like what would you need to have there's a, there's so many old school business people like you just need to have like like a business server so i'm like yeah but like are they ordering cupcakes through your website like why do you have a website like is it a function yeah. you book classes otherwise you don't need it but anyways um yeah so anywho megan bain let's talk about how fabulous she is um if you guys better hold on to your seat so she's second place lightweight in alberta okay tears in a row strong man Third place at Casa Nationals 2021 or 20? 20. So Nationals this year was actually right. just Super this question. weekend. You guys, you understand yeah. I did a podcast so late at night, and I'm just running on caffeine at this point. It's the fourth time I've had caffeine today, so don't you judge me, okay? I don't got my glasses on. I can't read in the lighting, all right? No, former, no judgment. No judgment, goddammit. So former postpartum powerlifter starting in 2015 after having her son under. Because, you know, she had to have an epic name for her son as well. She's an international level raw powerlifting federation judge. Don't you judge me. Oh, she's going to judge you. <laughs> <laughs> only if you squat high. I only judge high squats. So you, you everything like me, else though. is fine. <laughs> so bad. They're like, can you go long? I'm like, my legs are super long. Okay. This is unfair. I'm height challenged. That's fixable. We, you, can, you can figure that out. We can figure that out for you. Okay. You help me. I need you in my life. Okay. <laughs> so she, she was a second place world champion. 100% raw in the woman's 60 kg in 2010. Wait, yes, 2016, 2018. I'm <laughs> like, wait, 2010. No, it's because my kid always steals my pens, and I wrote it with a fucking marker, and it's like I'm, I was, I'm messy writing. Okay, I know it's out of school. Okay, I don't get stars anymore. I don't want to. I don't need to. Okay, I don't get no awards and shit. No participation <laughs> awards. So anyway, that's a long time ago. I was young and skinny back then. It's so beautiful. Anyways, yeah. So and then she herniated herself. Well, L five, the L five. So she took a little breaky break, a little nappy nap, and now she's a wellness coach. She specializes in working with women with eating disorders or disordered eating habits, and she's currently training for nationals. And her beautiful, amazing son is her motivation. Aww. I feel like yeah. insert like animated eyes, like big googly eyes right here. <laughs> so I don't now, have those. 
<laughs> She's like, stop making fun of my eyes, Stephanie, you asshole. God, why do you got to keep talking about big eyes? <laughs> you know what? True story. I used to put on excessive amounts of eyes, like eyes, fuck, um, eyeliner and shadow because I was horrible makeup when I was a teenager and I was totally demeaning with the blue eyeshadow and shit. And I was trying to be like Christina Aguilera. I just look stupid because I have so much fucking eyeliner on. You know, I used to like drip when I swim. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. And then my brother and sister are Chinese, like half Chinese. They're the same dad, our mom. And then people would be like, Stephanie, I can see the Chinese and you look Chinese. I'm like, listen, fuck face. I didn't say I was Chinese, you stupid asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I'm like, what do you mean? You're trying to say my, my, my eyes are shaped fucking Asian? What are you saying? Anyways. <laughs> Guys, I, I, got, I was... got made fun of all the time, too, because my eyes are so squinty, but what, what like... are you going to do? <laughs> I told her she looked like Renee Zellweger, whatever the hell her name is. Zellweger? <laughs> That's honestly a first. That is a first for me. No, I feel like you look like her if she worked out and, and like, you know, like if I could punch people. Like, you look like her older <laughs> sister, but you act like her older brother. Because she's always, like, injecting shit in her face. And you'd probably be like, stop putting stuff in your face. Now, remember the men when they said she looked Asian because her eyes literally got that small because she was so Oh, crazy. yeah. Remember? <laughs> oh, oh, mine are naturally that way. <laughs> Lucky me. <Like, laughs> I don't have to get a facelift for this. That's okay. We all have our things. Like, apparently, this runs in my family. So, they still second chin right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and then I got so freakishly skinny trying to get rid of it in my 20s. And so then my chin just got like super pointy and skinny. And I still had bloop. So anyways, we all have our things, you know. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I love it when you lie down. You're like, <laughs> When you open up your camera when oh. you're laying in bed. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Shut it down. Who else saw that? Shut it down. <laughs> We're here on a mission today. We really are. So this is what happens when moms get together, okay? When our kids get to bed. This is the shit that happens, especially when alcohol is involved. Don't judge me. I may or may not be Oh, I've never, no, no judging. No judging. No <laughs> judging you, ever. Alicia. Oh. She's an alcoholic. Oh, that's because dogs are the shit. I love dogs. So tell us about your journey to Strongman, where it all started in powerlifting, you know, starting from having your son. Like, obviously, you've accomplished a lot since then, right? He's still a young lad. So uh yeah he, so he was born in 2014 uh in april of 2014 and i i was i guess like i would say athletic before like in high school i played rugby and baseball and basketball and all the sports but i was always like chubby like i was always the chubby tomboy kid like forever like my family members would literally berate me like my aunts and uncles would be like don't eat that you're gonna get that and i'd be like okay thanks uh so definitely that was awesome growing up as a woman being called fat all the time um, by your family members. But um, I, so I still like went to the gym and was fairly active until I had Hunter, but it wasn't until after I had him that I kind of like realized, okay, like I have to take my health seriously. It's not just yeah. like going to the gym. It's also eating well and not just like, you know, eating well for a little bit of time. And then, and by eating well, I mean, starving myself, eating lettuce and like meat and then binging and not getting anywhere with it um yeah. I wanted to I also uh, was diagnosed with celiac disease and like realized all oh. these things and I was like hey I gotta change something I got a baby now like I gotta be healthy I don't want to feel like crap and then I just started basically going to the gym about when he was 10 weeks old I guess I had a c-section so it was about 10 weeks when I went back into the gym just yeah. slowly went back in started by my 
you know, lots of walking, like eating well. Yeah. I hired a, a coach at that at point to kind of guide me because it was still new to me. Not so much the exercise aspect, but how I should be eating. Like most yeah. women, I wasn't used to eating a lot of food consistently. So that was kind of the first thing that I learned was that like I need to feed my body nutritious, um, yeah. <laughs> nutrient-dense foods consistently. And then I guess what? I won't binge all the time because I'm not starving. What do you know? <laughs> like, wow, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just, I don't know, I fell in love with it. I lost all my baby weight and then some, like, quite quickly, like, within four months. And then um, a coach that was at the gym I was going to came up to me and was like, you know, we've noticed your transformation and you're, like, really dedicated. Have you ever thought of, like, powerlifting? I remember him also, like, making, like, a weird joke, like, you got giant quads. Have you ever thought of powerlifting? And I was like, oh, God. Anyway, like, of course, that's how some dude would approach you. Of course, bro. You should pick up a <laughs> shit bro. Yeah. like after you've lost a bunch of baby weight and you're feeling like oh you got big quads have you ever tried powerlifting like i had heard of it obviously it was just kind of getting popular at that time it was the end of 2014 and i was like sure i'll give it a try and there was a comp in march and i think this was like literally december and so i just got went into like 12 weeks of training and did my first competition of march of 2015 and this fell in love fell in love with the federation it was 100 percent raw powerlifting that I was involved with right off the bat um you know I fell in love with the whole community and the people that ran the federation um I made really close friendships with them one person specifically his name is Adam um he basically took me under his wing and um that's kind of how I went about going to also be involved um on the board of the federation as well um I was volunteering and offering to help run meets and just like really putting myself out there right away um, you know, wanting to be, you know, work out with other people who were competing in the, whatever I could do to be involved. Like I was like, just obsessed, like, in, like needed to be involved in every aspect of it. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to write my um, judging uh, test and then take the practical test where you like shadow someone and then go through yeah. all those steps too. So I did all that within like the first year, I guess, while, so all of 2015 while competing a, a bunch of times and I think I ref like 15 competitions or some crazy thing like that wow. and then 2016 I guess it would have been when we went to Worlds in Erie Pennsylvania my timeline is not the greatest with keeping time I think it must have been 2016 um, yeah. and then I hurt myself not long after that I, I kind of like it was like a chronic thing that I, I don't know what I didn't know what I had done at first bulging discs my doctor said whatever like they didn't yeah. really tell me what to do and I wasn't experienced enough to know how to you know take a step back and let my body heal and I kept pushing it until I had a full herniation uh in 2018 Ooh. I guess that would be yeah 2018 and I fully herniated my L5 and ended up in the hospital after I had like my legs and everything were numb for over like 12 hours and they basically were like um like you're bordering on needing surgery if you can't move soon yeah. and I basically just willed myself to get off the bed and go pee because I hadn't gone to the bathroom in so long and they're like you need to go to the bathroom like your bladder's full or whatever they did an ultrasound like you can't feel that you have to pee I'm like no is that bad I can't feel anything and they're like yeah that's not a good sign so I kind of just willed myself to move and then 
started over again at that point in 2018. I did two, I did two minor meets in 2018 and I helped run um, the hundred percent raw and the world powerlifting association, the world's competition that was here that in Calgary that was held in wind sport. So that was awesome. There were athletes that came from all over the world. Um, my favorites were the Samoans. They were incredible. They danced the haka for us. It was so great. And uh, uh, that was probably awesome. one of my, yeah, that was probably my one of my best experiences. Even though I was just running it and judging and doing all that stuff, not competing at that point, um, that was probably one of my favorite times being involved in that federation and in powerlifting. And then um, after that, I kind of just found I felt like uh, the passion for powerlifting was kind of dying out a bit. I just was burning okay. out, kind of. I was doing a lot. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. So, I was. I was. Sorry. No. I just want to. Before you go into that, I just want to take a step back about some of the things you said. I've got some questions. So, like, uh, obviously having a C-section, right? Being a postpartum mom, like I can relate to what you're saying. After I had my first son, people don't believe me, except for the people who obviously witnessed it. So I had paralysis from the epidural. Um, I didn't have a torn diastasis recti, but you know, uh, I had to, and I still had to pick up my left leg. So when I like get up or I try to get in and out of things, it's really weird. Like it's kind of like a mind over matter thing, but you know, I was calling on all fours and uh, like, I didn't know if I'd be able to dance again, walk again, lift again. And it's like what you said, I just had to like, <clears throat> and I'll never forget it because it was so traumatizing for me that I was like, I never want to feel this helpless again. So when I had my son, I couldn't pick him up. I couldn't hold him. So I had to crawl on the floor to get to the bathroom in my house and I had to roll off the couch and I had to, I literally put him in a receiving blanket and dragged him on the floor. Like I was lucky because it was like a soft, um, like hardwood, fake hardwood. So he wouldn't get hurt. Oh, yeah. But I had to literally like a gorilla just, you know, and I was really lucky that I genetically been blessed um, with a really strong upper back and legs. And I, you know, I had to compensate for that for a long time. Um, and <clears throat> I've also got a lot of loose skin, obviously from being gaining so much weight, being pregnant and then going back. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing that up, because like what you said is how you like said you pushed through that and you kept going, even though you were in tons of pain. So my question is, like, obviously, rehabbing the pelvic floor, you know, and lifting correctly and not neglecting the core is really, really important. But and not in an accusatory way. But do you think because I, I, I and I'm not questioning them, I'm not accusing them of anything negative, but I, I've you know interviewed a lot of women who have accomplished insane things. Um, after having a baby in the first year right and obviously there's sometimes genetics that play prior athletic history um, how you trained if you had a coach like there's all these different things right um, your training method whatever but do you think that you hitting barbells and training the way you did um, was too intense and that possibly injured you do you think it was just because you had a c-section or prior athletic history like I tell me more about like how you specifically trained in the gym before you hit barbells and start training for powerlifting because I, I feel like those things are important because it's confusing for women there's so much content on instagram and social media and the women are trying to compare themselves or follow the workouts their heroes or their, you know woman crushes are in the strength sports so i'm curious what your the details are on that yeah for sure um i mean when, when i first went back into the gym after my c-section i i had just a nutrition coach who programmed me like very basic workouts that wasn't powerlifting or anything like that um, so it definitely wasn't that part, I don't think. Like, I definitely didn't rush any of that, I, I don't think. I mean, maybe. But I do think that when I started powerlifting, the coach I had at that point, I hired a powerlifting coach, the person who had um, approached me at the gym at that point. Right. He was quite young, and I think I was his first client. 
I was very new to strength sports in general. Um, right. I was new in the body that I was in, like postpartum as well as losing a substantial amount of weight. And I had never been that small really in a long time. Um, at that point in my life, I had lost like quite a bit of weight. So I was quite thin and starting from scratch. Um, and I think that I just wanted to kind of fit in somewhere so badly that I pushed myself so hard. And I also had a coach that didn't really, not to be a dick, didn't really know what he was doing. Like, I'm, I'm sure, you know, yeah. all these years have passed. It's 2021 now um, I'm, that he knows a whole lot more. And I know we learned even just on the short time that we were together, like things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. definitely know that I definitely pushed it too hard. Like I should have, if I could give any yeah. advice to women that are going to the gym, it would be to focus yeah. on your form first and like, don't give a shit about the weight on the bar. I just wanted to like every day, every week, I wanted to PR. I wanted to lift more. I wanted to like, it didn't matter. And yeah. like, I'll watch back videos now. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, no wonder you're back. Or like, no wonder. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So surprised. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I've seen people lift way worse than that and never hurt themselves, but like, you know, um, yeah, I also totally. have, I'm predisposed to back injury. Back injury does run in my family. We have disc issues. It's something that I really wasn't even as aware of until I got hurt and started bringing it up. And yeah, like apparently it, it's a thing. So I definitely think like slow and steady wins the race for sure. Because when you hurt yourself and really hurt yourself and you have to start over and start yeah. over and start over and keep tweaking and keep starting over, it's just, you're not getting anywhere anyway. The only thing that benefited me was the time, right? Because I didn't do my first strongman competition until three years postpartum. So the first year, all I did was like you said, is I, I actually couldn't walk. So I would do aquafit and that was with my baby and I would just walk in the pool. And then I did start swimming laps. And then I started doing resistance bands at home um light resistance bands and then I started going to the gym and said like I'm doing some d dumbbells and um some like the you know machines and then I went yeah. from that into like um <clears throat> like uh kind of like the middle ground between that and hitting barbells I did some kettlebell swings I did some like you know not crossfit training but very much like um you know plyo boxes carries that kind of stuff and that's when I started buying strongman books and like working on like a lot of accessory work and because I had always lifted my whole life, even if there was breaks and I'd always been dancer and athletic, you know, I, I made sure I focused on not necessarily high reps, but I definitely wasn't doing five by fives and three by fives. I was doing the eights and the tens and whatever and slow yeah. proper form and breathing. And so my gym time sessions have always been long. They've always been two and a half hours. I'm used to that, right? I used to bodybuilding, I've taught dance fitness for a long time. So I can spend hours exercising. And I don't notice. But <clears throat> I can say though that I didn't have someone teach me barbells properly and I didn't have a powerlifting coach. And so when I hit barbells, um, I did, I did hurt myself in the beginning more than once. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And yeah. when I did try to get help, I feel like the resources, cause I know what I know now, um, kind of talked to me like I was a bit of an idiot. And I just, you know, it was like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be even doing this. But I feel like yeah. I want to, you know, on it is, I think that, you know, learning to do Olympic lifting, even before you power lift is very, very important because you get the proper form and it's full body and Olympic lifting is identical to strongman. It's not as controlled because you're moving different things in different angles, but it's the same yeah. type of compound movements and throws, right? So yeah, you know, things like sand bay carries and 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 uh, atlas stones and and log presses and that kind of stuff. So I'm just curious, like, what your thoughts on that are? Like, do you think that that's true? And do you think if you would have done that with powerlifting, um, you know, it's not like you said, it's not about awards or success, but you think that you know that would affect your back? I'm like you. I have I was born with disabilities with my back and my hips out. And uh, so my legs aren't straight and my body isn't straight. And it's not something chiropractic can fix. So I have to be very, very mindful of that because if I fuck my back, it's usually fucked for weeks. And so I've always been like, 
kind of like a binge disorder, but with training, right? With fitness, it's like yeah. yo-yo because I, I mentally, physically want to do it and can do it, but then I forget that my bones have their limitations and I need to really respect them. So like this yeah. time I was like, hey, I know what I accomplished in three years. Strongman's not going anywhere. It's been a year. I'm just going to keep doing the right thing so that I I know this time I'll go way farther than the first time because I'm not fucking around. But anyways, curious because people think uh, like Olympic lifting and strongman are completely opposite sides of the spectrum. And I don't think they are. I think that they're, those two can be super forces together. And they're like, no, it's CrossFit. I'm like, not really. I, I, I definitely like the fundamentals of weightlifting are similar. I, I don't, and I, and the thing is like strength is going to carry over to strength. So, I mean, if you can be efficient in weightlifting and just basics, like a snatch and a clean and jerk and an overhead press and an overhead squat or whatever it is, that's not yeah. going to hurt your progress in strongman. We have actual clean and presses. We have many overhead movements. Why wouldn't you want to be more efficient in putting weight over your head? Like, look at Melissa yeah. Peacock. Yeah, like, she's exactly. the best overhead, like in the fucking world. Like she's substantially stronger than most women in Canada, for sure. Like one of the top in the world. Yeah. And look yeah. at how she trains, right? Yeah. Like she trains like a hybrid lister. And I think yeah. that uh, and a lot of people are like Sam Bellevue yeah. does as well. Like yeah. you, it, sometimes yeah. we just have to like take a step back. And I think that, um, I don't know, it, it's, it's like, totally. I think when you're in it though, you get clouded by it, right? Like you don't want to yeah. waste your time learning on other things. It was, just, it was yeah. exactly why I got hurt. I didn't want to, I didn't want totally. to take a step back. I didn't want to dial it back. I didn't want to learn. I wanted because to just... you want to be, you want to be sexy with the PRs. You want to show up and show up. The thing is, it's like don't give a fuck what people think. Like you know, the times that I was listening, people would come up to me and comment. It would distract me. Most times it's compliments, but you know, you had some like stupid idiots who are like bodybuilders, no leg muscles, trying to fucking tell me how to like deadlift. Look at the fuck out of my face. <laughs> but anyways, like hybrid lifting, I've always, and I think that's why I was so successful and why I was able to. I mean, I bought books like Starting Strength, but I was like, whoa math i'm i've got to scrappy i'm dyslexic this fucking hurts my head no so then i just bought his like you know strongman books uh the pdfs and i printed them out and i was like okay and yeah i mean i was a lot of trial and fucking error but now like especially talking about like her pelvic floor c-section recovery i'm gonna name movement wrong because it's time and night for me but it's like basically you know clean over your head and then you squat and you keep the barbell over your head to me that's probably one of the most effective things for like holding like i said a sandbag or an alistone being able to hold heavy weight in that position in a squat, right? Like down low. And then squat, yeah. obviously, but you know what I mean? Um, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I never really thought of that that way, but like, it just depends too on like where your weaknesses are and what your strengths yeah. are, right? Like, yep. I mean, for po post, like straight out of the gate, post C-section, I wasn't doing anything besides walking and stretching and just like listening to my body. I did not push it. I, yeah. That was like one thing that I was like so adamant about was like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to push myself to a like rupture my, my incision or like yeah. have my cervix fall out of my body. Like I'm not, well, I don't, the gym yeah. will be there when I'm ready to get there. My too body needs to heal first. I'm glad you brought that up because too many women like permanently disable themselves and literally fuck up their internal organs like forever oh, yeah. because mm -hmm. they want to look a certain way postpartum. And I've said to women, I'll say to the day I die, if your husband is that much of an asshole, that he would leave you for your postpartum, then he's a dick and he didn't love you and he's yeah. like, shit he doesn't deserve you and you should leave him. Full stop. Yep. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yep. You just made a human. And it's the same thing like what you said is like, uh, I'm, I was like, no, I'm not going to pressure myself because after my first kid, I was like wearing the spanks and trying to, you know, hold on to the clothes from before and just like, I was like, no, I'm not fucking doing it. And I don't give people like, oh, come, go train your gym, come back in nine months and be shredded. 
And it's like, even when I just did my first strongman competition postpartum, I was like, I don't care if I win. I mean, man, shit, if I get third, I'll be super fucking happy. But like, I know I haven't, I've been working on fixing all those little problems and healing properly and not trying to get PR to push for heavy strength, right? I've been doing a lot of volume. We're doing long workout sessions, doing a lot of different exercise moves. Like I usually do at least 10 movements per session. And that's even being efficient. That's because I'm doing uh, like a sumo and a trap bar deadlift. I'm doing different angles to really build compound strength, right? Progressive yeah. strength. Instead of just being like, uh, just bench dead squat. Because I know that I would never get anywhere a strongman if I do that because of the weaknesses would haunt me, right? I mean, I'd, I'd be strong yeah. carries and I, I could run and I could hold a farmer's bar, but like that's uh, things like Atlas zones, you know, I'd get fucked on that. So it's like, nope. <laughs> Yeah, that was another thing with powerlifting, especially near the end of it. I kept kept kind of retweaking my back and just finding that like my joints were hurting and my body was just hurting because it was just the same static movements, right? You're just repeating That's the same static movements yep. over and over again. And it was just not yep. working for my body or my brain. Like at that point, it just felt really de- defeated. I ended up like I hired a, a, another coach right around the time I fully herniated my disc actually. And since then, like he's been incredible and helped me heal from this like entirely and got me into strongman and has coached me and all that stuff and it's and I pretty much train hybrid strongman powerlifting with like bodybuilding style accessories in the off season or or whatever I'd try and have some hit workouts in there too because yep yep I want to you know I gotta stay fit yeah I want to be I want to have good cardio too like a lot of people are like like a lot of my family members are like oh so strongman so you're gonna get like fat well, no, like the biggest, the strongest men in the world are gigantic. They're not fat. They're gigantic. They're six foot nine. Like, I'm like they're you, big people. Even when they shed, you put fucking um, Eddie by a regular bodybuilder and he's fucking shredded right now because he's boxing. He still is a beast in comparison to them. So I always think that's the stupidest shit because it's like um, my core got thicker and thicker when I was training strongman. So I got it really, really skinny. And as soon as I started training strongman, it's just like it's hard as rock. And so I was like, that's it's so fat. I'm like, no, it's not. You're stupid. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Plus, like, like I, I, I don't know. And, and if, you, again, like, if you take a look at some of the best female strong women in the world, a lot of them are, yeah. are revamping the way they train and the way they eat because it's not yeah. benefiting them to just gain weight and gain weight and gain weight and gain weight. Obviously, you don't want to be skinny and weak, but if you eat yeah. to perform, it changes the game entirely. Plus, you just feel better overall. Yeah. You know, like, like, when you look at Eddie Hall's diet when he was a beginner, like, it was shit, you know, like I don't sit there and pound back cheesecake, you know, because I do no. I do very low sugar. How many sugars can be real sugar, like fruit and honey, like non-artificial and non-bleached white sugar, right? But like you're saying, it's like yeah. you need to eat real food and not shit food, processed food. Because I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, if I always eat lean meats. Like I love chicken. Like I, I, I eat, like I can eat six chicken breast day. And because of my weight, like I'm 320 pounds, I don't look at it. I don't look at, look at, but I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't push back 4,500 calories a day to save my life unless I was eating shit food. So for yeah. me, you know, um, like, cause when I, like you, you described earlier what you did when I first started strong managing the same thing, just bowls of meat and then my sugar would drop. Cause I was like, I listened to Jordan Peters and just didn't talk about his daughter and how she fixed her problems. I can't do that. And that's following different things I've learned from the strongman community. So I did that and then I did like to the salad and then like just a carb before I'd work out, like the powder into my drink. Holy fuck, man. I'm just telling you, it's not good. Cause then I would binge on my husband. I don't buy it, but he'd buy cheesecake and I could, I'd fucking be in that freezer. Cause I was like, <laughs> I, I stopped eating rice. You know what I mean? Like I was a crazy person. So now I don't fucking do that, but you know what I mean? So I don't crave that shit because I, like you said, you eat healthy food, but like, I don't, I say to people, they're like, you're beautiful. You're strong. I'm like the thing is, it's like, 
I'm a dancer. I've always been a dancer. And it's harder to move with a mask, lose mask. I'm like, yeah, but the heavier you are, the slower you are, though. Like, you need to, you want to be somewhat lean. You know, you know, you have your cardio. You want to have strong, healthy lungs. I want to live forever. I want to take care of my kids. So it's like, what's the, yeah. to me, what's the world? Uh, gain the world in strongman or powerlifting, and then you pass the fuck out and you die from a cardiac arrest, even if you're bodybuilding. Like, that's yeah. dumb. That, for me, that's not worth it. Like, you're yeah. a legend, but you're still dead. I'd, I'd like to live, you know? A little less legendary, yeah. if that's fine. But you can. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can, you can you can hyper train and eat healthy and still be strong and not look like shit. And then of course, if you're gonna choose, you know, steroids or supplement, that's you, boo. I'm not gonna judge you, but obviously that makes a difference too. But you know, it depends what your motivators are, right? But at the end of the day, like you said, you don't have to be super fucking massive. Like a lot of really tiny lightweights are fucking killing it. You know what I mean? And yeah. like teens and kids and all these upcoming categories, it's like, yeah, you don't need to go balls to the wall and be like Eddie and eat fucking. Uh, he eat a whole goddamn cheesecake. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of dairy. I don't know. Bro. <laughs> so um, after you injured your back, going back to that, what made you decide to get back into strength sports and pursue strongman competition? Uh, well, I knew, like, I knew I wasn't going to quit. I was so involved in, in it and I loved it so much. I obviously felt yeah. defeated, but I had my new coach at the time too, Austin Ryan, who is still my coach now. He is incredible and one of my best friends and just such an intelligent supportive guy like I cannot say enough good things about him um and we basically just you know had a game plan to heal my back take it slow you know start with the McGills every day and walk every day and work on my core and, and get that and then slowly add in weight again and then I did I just did those two like minor powerlifting competitions that that year after I injured my back and I kind of just like I said, I felt like my joints were hurting. I always, always somehow tweaking my back a bit, doing just powerlifting stuff. And it was getting frustrating and I was losing my passion for it. And um, I had then met in 2018, my now boyfriend, Ryan Jabbly, who was in uh, Strongman and our group of friends were all kind of in Strongman as well. And I had been to competitions and, you know, I was a little bit um, intimidated by it because it's quite different than powerlifting, right? Like, you're just standing in one place or you're laying on a bench. Like that's literally it for powerlifting. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking, I'm, hold on. I need to make a fat person pose. I'm just thinking of like a beach chair and being like, like rubbing your belly. I'm like, oh, bro, I need to bench. Hold on a second. You know? And then just like going back to just rubbing Pretty your belly. Much, yeah. 10 minute rest between sets. What do they call them? Powerlifter uh, rest when you rest like for 10 minutes at a time which is insane. Because I'm a strong man I'd be like at the gym and I'd like watch some like the inefficient power lifters and the like the amount of shit they took before they work out I'm like bro you're not a motherfucking chimpanzee what you need all the pre-workouts dry scoopy fucking pre-workout and then doing this in there for 10 minutes and all you've done is bench press and now you've left what the fuck is that and then you and ate a bag of candy and you benched yes. for yes. five hours like maybe five sets and then you went home i know driving that's what I'm, nuts. I'm like can you Drives and like on my old gym too there was like not enough equipment and so i'd be like i'd be like because uh, it's like really like like they're like slow and i'm like can you go out of the way i'm a strong man i have to do a million fucking different workouts get out of the way <laughs> and oh my I'd god like, and yeah setting all the strong man shit up takes forever god. it does and then i'd be doing like hit workouts like for my warm-ups and after people be looked so i do them dance style because like i'm a rope so i know how to like get things done in a very and I've taught gymnastics I've taught so many different things that like ballet so I'm really good with that plyometrics that's my like I'm a master of plyometrics and people will be looking at me like, oh, dumbass. like the pilot I'm like oh, dumbass with the fucking candy 
I'm gonna go home and eat some <laughs> fucking protein and meat, bitch. If you take your fucking gummy bears and belly, bitch. Sorry, I like the word. That's I'd be like, you come to my gym. I'd be like, if I had a big gym, I'd be like, what's up, bitch? How you doing? Let's get this done. Here's a shake. Let's go. Go time. So it doesn't. It's yeah. Getting called. I feel like getting called bitch these days is just like a, a term of endearment. Like, hey, it bitch, is. what's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> True. Unless no, I'm like we... her, she's a bitch. Yes. Then you know I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> don't, that's, don't. On the topic of looking schmexy at the gym, if you're a first time listener, you need to hop onto our website at www.panastrong.ca because we have a full men's line of shorts, leggings, fucking joggers, hoodies, long sleeve shorts, tanks, a shirt tanks, everything, water bottles, ginormous towels for after your shower, after workout, and many, many much more, okay? Lots of amazing things, as well for the females, and it's totally inspired by strongman and powerlifting, Olympic lifting, Highland Games, actually by real athletes in the sports. Many of our lines and designs are from our elite athletes and brand ambassadors that we've uh, kind of made in their image, which is really cool. Bright colors, custom designs, check it out. You don't want to miss it, and when you join the Panda Strong family, you get 20% off your first order, so... Log on, check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's amazing sayings like uh, "You're not my dad," which we discussed earlier. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> not, not my dad. dad. Don't give me bro advice. Leave me alone. So, anyways, uh, on the topic of bro advice, bro advice, what are some tips, techniques you think powerlifters can add or avoid when training um, to be successful in powerlifting? In powerlifting specifically, I'm um, not eating gummy bears and lying on a bench for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, the, the the 10 minute rest periods are not necessary. Like you need to train like <laughs> you need to, you yeah you need to train with intention. <laughs> I definitely, I mean, I was the same when I first started, and I notice a lot of people that kind of just stick around when they're training. Like you're not going to get any stronger, you're not going to get any faster, you're not going to get any more efficient if you're just taking your time. If you're like you have to train as if like your life depends on it that's what I think like you have to put your best effort in every day which might be different day to day right like that's why there's the RPE scale sometimes an eight's going to feel like 250 pounds on your back sometimes an eight's going to be 350 pounds on your back whatever as long as you're still putting in that effort and training with the intention to get better uh, I think that's huge also like rest days are so 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 important when I first started I would go to the gym even if I wasn't didn't have a training day I would just go anyway and dick around or like bodybuild or uh, do cardio or whatever or just like didn't want to take days off it's so important to have rest days oh, like, I, that too. I fucking burnt myself out so many times doing that like so bad I'm oh my like God. you don't want to know I, I live for my rest days like I had today <laughs> off my body's so sore. I'm like, thank God I'm not doing anything today besides walking and stretching because fuck, I am fried. Master the panda nap. Okay, so true story. Once upon a time. So when I got my GED, and like I said, this is before I knew I had like all these different learning disabilities and what they were. I mean, I knew my brain was neurodivergent, but I didn't know what. Anyways, I did five grades of math. I was at a grade seven level in two and a half months. And people don't believe me. And only three hours in the morning, five days a week in the school. And my classmates don't get mad because I was passed the fuck out. I do the math in the morning. I taught my brain to do the hard shit in the morning. And then I fall asleep and I'd be drooling and talking and be disgusting, <laughs> probably other things. And I sit there and I wake up and go, where did you get to sleep in class? And I'm like, because I'm fucking brilliant. Okay. And then I wake up and do a bit more work, like an hour and a half. And then I go home, I eat food and I nap again. And then I do my homework and then I'd go to bed. Or not, nap again, and then I go to the gym, and I go to bed. So it's like, 
do the panda, be a bear, fucking nap, hibernate. Okay, it works. Like that's how I've gone through this whole year postpartum with having a podcast and my business and all the shit I do is like napping. Yeah, really well, sleep is so so rest. underrated. Honestly, God. Over glutamine and post workout sleep. Yeah, honestly, and I think another another piece of advice I would give that I wish, like I guess it was kind of thrown on me, but like hire hire a coach that knows what they're doing. Don't hire someone because they seem to have a great social media presence or they're a really good yes. manipulator and fucking are full of shit like and there's do a, there's your people. research yeah and make sure you're hiring someone who knows what they're doing and actually cares about you um and like at least commit to 12 weeks at least of a 12-week training program and just yeah. stick with it because that's another thing that I wanted to do right off the hop it was freaking oh, I want to try this I want to do that I should change my low bar squat stance to this I should try these shoes I should do that but like just pick and stick with it for like 12 weeks and then maybe change some shit up unless you're obviously like hurting yourself. There's, but yeah. There's three things. Okay. Tell me if you think I'm right or wrong and your thoughts on it. But in my humble opinion, um, we talk about things that can be deceptive in terms of a qualified trainer. Right. So a couple things things like social media, the new thing is a Brazilian butt lift, right? So a lot of these keto weight loss stories and things that you see are actual full on bullshit. And women are dying from um, butt lifts. They're trying to get them banned right now because butt lifts are just butt lifts. They're really badly named. You know, you're sucking the fat from all other parts of your body and all of a sudden putting it in your butt. It's not natural. It's not nature. Your body's yeah. like, what the hell is this? It's super dangerous. And so many women are so desperate to look a certain way. And they see these women. They're like, oh, she's qualified. Or you can have a ton of certifications to be a horrible coach. There's so many a-holes I've met in my life in my years of being in this business. 15 years we're like keysonology students and they're like dumb as doornails like they do yeah. not know how to use different training methods they don't know how to customize around people and also not throwing shade but you know you can be a super accomplished athlete and not be a good coach like oh yeah for sure i i know like i if somebody was like stephanie well you can't like do a, a flying split as a dancer I'm like you're right i can't but i'm really good at choreography and so i would always have dancers who could do what my body couldn't do you know and express my arts to them like you know, and that's, that's a good coach, essentially, right, is that you, they, yeah. you outdo them eventually, right, they take all their mistakes, things they've learned to pass on to you, so it's like, don't use certifications as a qualifier, like you said, Instagram following their physical aesthetic, because that's, that's dumb, don't use that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, though, it is, so, like, just find someone who you can trust, who sounds knowledgeable, they understand you, they respect you, they care about you, they respect you, they appreciate you, and who wants to see you succeed and help you reach your goals, and who is very detailed and talks to you about that, asks questions and challenges you, not someone who just like takes your fucking money and makes ridiculous promises to you, because you can't. There's so much to play in health, yep. weight loss, and all these different things, and, and at the end of the day, it's like if your goal is becoming fitter, winning a competition, that's what you train for, and everything else around that in that process is bullshit. Ignore it. doesn't yep. matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. Like yeah. when I went and just saw that last competition, the girl weighed me. Well, it's going to be like she pooped her pants because she's like a, a bodybuilder and she does physique. So when she saw that I had like 320 pounds, I'm telling you, mentally, that would have fucked me up like 10 years ago, three, four years ago. And I was like, yeah, and it was what it was because when I was super strong, part of this baby, I was 300 pounds. I'm like, that's ah, 20 pounds of kangaroo pouch, loose skin, and extra boobies. Okay. I can do pretty good. I think I got back down my pretty big wick. Oh, yeah, cool. Accomplishment. All right. Now we're going to focus on you know, swapping that 60 pounds for strength. And if I weigh the same, great, I don't care. She was more, she was shocked that that did not make me change in any way. I was like, no, because I know how I eat, I exercise. So I'm not phased by it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah, it is what it is. I have a clean bill of health. I'm good. You know, yeah. that's impossible. Like, no, not good. Not pre-diabetic. Good. 
Distorted eating, though, if I obsess over my weight, that's going to cause some shit. That's going to fuck with my hormones yeah. and everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, there's, yeah, I don't bother people who think like that. So on the topic of, um, like, we've talked about, like, earlier in the conversation, powerlifters and strongmen, how they can kind of be, well, I'm a powerlifter and I'm stronger than you because I'm more technical or um, strongman, I'm strong than you because I do all these different carries. But then there's, there's some athletes who do both or, like, you go from powerlifting to strongman because of creativity. But, you know, for people who are kind of on the fence who want to go from powerlifting to strongman, um, and they're obviously they're just influenced what they see on media. Uh, what are some things they can do to add into their training programs? Because obviously you change things, you know, going from powerlifter to strongman. So, what would the training program look like if you were uh, working with coaching someone? Um, I mean, I guess it would depend. Like, say if I was prep, like right now, obviously I didn't take part in nationals last weekend for a few reasons, um, but I will be finishing the year with the powerlifting competition. I'm going to be doing shell shock six. Um, so it really I'll fucking be Joe Rogan I'll be the female Joe Rogan and, and be like oh remember that video of him he's like losing his shit over something that happened again like, that's like one of my favorite memes came from that yeah yes I do love that um what was I gonna say oh yeah so it depends on what's the primary like competition coming up say I was still training for nationals but I knew that I was also going to do shell shock like six, five weeks after, four weeks, whatever, three weeks after, four weeks after. Um, the heavier compound movements would still be in there. So squat bench and deadlift. Um, but the main focus would also be on the events for nationals, right? Like so, and the accessories would just kind of carry over to both. Like it would say, because I, I'm benching, but also have overhead, I would probably focus a lot on triceps and, and things like that. But now that I'm, I am training strictly for just, powerlifting but I don't like my off-season focus will be on strongman that's like my main sport right now I still have uh my main movements so the first things I do when I get to the gym are either squat bench or deadlift um I'm going into a peak now so it's heavier like doubles and triples um and then my accessories are strongman stuff like I'll do yoke I have sandbag over bar or sandbag carries or circus dumbbell or whatever it might be at that point um but of course because it's now more of off-season that stuff is lighter and more volume based. Um, yeah. But really my, my coach is the one who comes up with the majority of that magic. He manages yeah. to make it all work somehow. I do not know sometimes how I survive it, but uh, <laughs> honestly, it's, it, it really keeps the powerlifting part of it more exciting too. Like I, I, if I'm just squatting, benching and deadlifting and doing some bodybuilding exercises, I just like, my brain's like, no man, this isn't fun. Let's throw in yoke and some log and some sandbag runs and stones and whatever, bag over bar sandbag tosses and stuff like that it makes it fun like you're still doing your static movements but then you're moving and moving weight so I think a good mix of both is good for everybody no matter what sport you're doing totally yeah I think like like I said Olympic lifting like if you do that that's going to give you your basic foundation for strongmen right of getting the proper body form and then fixing any uh dysfunctions or weak areas with like dumbbells and obviously like uh like you know kettlebells for like um, yeah stuff like deadlifts and stuff like that but you can do it with the barbell but my point is if you don't feel you have the control or stability and proper form that is safer with a kettlebell or dumbbell obviously but like you know olympic lifting for sure like that's a good start and then if you're really pushing for strength obviously like your your fed 
but uh, you have to do obviously like accessory work for those little muscles because there's no way you can do isometric holds like Alice Stone if you don't have those little muscle strengths and yeah. obviously for the endurance for the carries for strong men. So yeah, like you said, you, you have to not neglect it, but you know, people really underestimate fast walking for strong men. You don't need to run fast walking and wearing a weighted vest. That's why I was so successful with all the carry uh, at pole events. Sorry, my first competition was I just wore a fucking, once I got super strong and started plateauing, I worked on deficits and then just poles, right? And pulses and, and um, pauses. And then I just started fucking putting weight on myself. I literally attached as much weight as I could to myself and then just walk really slow, like a tire. You know what I mean? So it doesn't yeah. have to be like super high intensity. You can get the same um, explosive strength by going super slow, right? Because yeah. It's like, if you ever see the Clydesdale horse, those fucking beasts, right? They're not yeah. running. You know what I mean? They're moving super fucking slow and they're so strong. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're just consistent and like efficient yeah. with the type of work that they do. Totally. Yeah, which, exactly. 100%. So, uh, like, I think they're both equally as challenging. Like I said, policy and Olympic lifting strongman. I think the debate of it is just dumb. Like, pick your sport, do it. If you want to do more than one, great. I mean, there's crossover, right? Uh, but yep. you have to be, like you said, you have to be specific and focused and it's, programming can be confusing and overwhelming. There's so many different types of lifts. So, you know, we always say get a coach um, and, and don't, uh, it's worth the investment, like amount of waste of time in the gym and then try to read and understand a million books, like uh, get a coach. <laughs> Most people can't coach themselves properly anyway. You're never going to push yeah. yourself hard enough or you're going to push yourself yeah. too hard and get hurt. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. like most people just can't. Most coaches have coaches. I have a coach like yeah. if it's, you you have to have a coach plus it just takes the stress off if someone's doing that work for you and keeping you accountable and checking in with you then it's just less stress on yourself honestly so you, and totally. so you need that you need that like someone else watching your videos and giving you feedback like yeah yeah my coach is not always going to see like he sees stuff that I don't see or I pick up stuff that yeah. he maybe he doesn't see right like or this is bothering me like did you notice this type of thing like whatever it might be like, yeah it's, I just it's, yeah be teachable, don't be offendable. So, like, yeah. um, lastly, like, and, and this isn't a criticism, right? It's just open opinion, thoughts, reflection. Um, so, we talk about, like, because obviously you're like a referee, right? So, now that you've been involved in, um, like, the powerless youth strongman for the like, time you've been, um, do you think overall what sports, like, I don't have a stats with me, but your opinion for training as a coach, what, in terms of something that's like, hey, I just want to get strong as fuck. And then once I get strong as fuck as a woman or a man, whatever. Um, I'll figure out what sport I want to do from there, like in terms of all of the lifting, strongman, highland, whatever. So in your opinion, out of all those sports and the different types of training, obviously hybrid for sure, no matter what, whatever sport you're training for, but out of all those sports, which do you think produces the strongest women in different age groups in the short term and long term? Like if you were talking about like a training method or like, cause people are like, no, if, if you, if you strong men would be power, stronger, if they train like power lifters, you know what I mean? Or they yeah. better for, like, like, la, la, la. you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's actually, that's such a good question. I think, I mean, it, it just goes back to like, I definitely think strong men transfers into regular life better, obviously, because we don't yeah. move in one plane every day. Like we're not yeah. just moving up and down every day. Like, we're moving, yeah. we're rotating, we're putting things over our head, we're lifting, we're squatting, we're bending over. Like, so I think strongman is is better in that sense. But yeah. to be statically strong isn't going to hinder you in any way. And I think those are those yeah. like benches. I just hate bench. So like whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna, I, I, would prefer, I don't know why. I would prefer overhead to bench. 
Um, but well, I've pressed I mean, beds I like, but a straight barbell? No, fuck no. Anything I but just, a it's barbell. Not fun. But I do think that like yeah. just being fundamentally strong in those areas, like a squat bench, a deadlift, overhead, some type of carry, um, you know, focusing on core work and, you know, also like mindful movement, cardio, some sort, whatever, like you would like, don't need to be running every day. Like you said, walking, rocking, biking, Dancing. whatever. I think if you yeah. could focus on those things, like I think that would produce some substantially scary, strong women that are going to be coming into that. Like if they got into it in high school or whatever, oh my God, yeah. I can't even imagine what oh, type I know. of strength athletes they would be at 30. Like, holy that's fuck, what I'm saying. That that me and I was like, holy fuck, man, because I'm telling you, there's so many strong teenagers that never forced to eat, like their talent was never exercised. So people yeah. are like, oh, well, these girls are terrible. like, no, it's because no one ever fucking thought girls were strong and that women should never touch barbells. Even my 20s in the gym, there, there was a no-fly zone. And, and yeah. gym staff did not back you up if those guys threw you the fuck out and called you fat and get, yeah. you get the fuck out of here. Like, they didn't give a shit. Like, that was, that was not a thing in commercial gyms. Like, especially in the 80s. Like, that was inappropriate. Um, they're like, but I just want to lift. Get the fuck out of here. You have a vagina. Go I spent, yeah. I spent most of my time like doing cardio and like kind of like doing dumbbell stuff, but I had no idea what I was doing really. Like it was mostly cardio, like and stretching. And that sucked a lot. It was not a good time. <laughs> Ow! My I pulled my vagina. That pretty much happen. I have done that after having kids. That fucking hurt. My husband I can imagine. And he's like whining. I'm like, bitch, I got cut down there. I got I got cut twice. I had surgery for both kids. You're not allowed to whine, okay? You got pokes. You got prickled. That's that's be fine, okay? Yeah, I've heard I've heard, I've heard that <laughs> about that. Yeah, I mean I'm sure it's not fun, but no, but you still try to push a head out of your little hole, okay? Thank you very or much. Or grow it, or get a period, or grow or it, cramps, or, or be nauseous for nine months. Nine yeah. months. I could not keep Precisely. anything now. Not even yogurt. Not even a cracker. I don't know how the baby. I really don't. It's amazing. Science. I don't know. It helped that I ate protein shakes the first three months before I was super nauseous and that I was heavy in the beginning. I was healthy. I was fit. You know, he was ready to go. He had, to, he had a good start. Um, what was I going to say about, uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you about the like strong man in terms of um, like either way, if you're training those certain ways, you're going to see success. And I think, yeah, people need to stop, get over the politics, get over the stupid nuances and just train, get in the gym, get a proper coach, lift see what happens, you know, and go from there and don't worry about anything else. I think that's specifically true. Like with our fall here, talking about, you know, keeping fit hacks for the holiday season, like, you know, have your pumpkin pie, like have those memories, cherish that, have functional oh, health yeah. eating, like the eating disorders and such like, you know, I think that it, strong man and strength force can sometimes trigger that stuff because all of a sudden now you're hyper-focused on nutrition and supplements. And then, you know, like I said, you see influence, take this and that. I think, it, it still is a struggle for strong women, I think, in general, sometimes even experienced strongman athletes, you know, who haven't quite dealt with it yet. So what are your thoughts on that? Like tips, things women can do over the holiday season to keep proper nutrition and train without having these extreme high and lows? Like, oh, I didn't go to the gym for five days. I'm disgusting, you know? Um, I think like a super important thing, obviously, again, is to show yourself some grace and to be realistic with yourself, like with all things. Um, you know, you, most of us have gone through the phase where we were bringing Tupperware to family dinners and yep. eating our 
chicken breast and broccoli yeah. and tiny bit of rice. And it was miserable for the most part. Almost everyone I spoke to regrets it, you know, because they, yeah, they do. couldn't look back on the time with their family and, and it wasn't good memories really. Like I'm sure some of it is good, but you still are kind of feel like you're missing out. Right. So like, yeah. I think yeah. the, what we need to focus on is obviously it's hard in this, <laughs> this time of year, there's shit everywhere. There's treats everywhere. There's parties everywhere. You choose a couple that are priority to you, the ones that are really important yep, to you. And yep. you go to those and you eat and you yep. have a couple of drinks and you enjoy yourself and let it be that. It doesn't have to yep. be every every day for three weeks straight because it's December that you stuff your face yep. uh, mm -hmm. because that's not good for anybody, no matter what time of year it is. Um, but it also doesn't need to be none of them at all. And you miss yep. out on everything or you don't go or you pack your food with you or you, you know, you make a deal with yourself to... I don't know. Instead of having the pumpkin pie, you have the glass of wine. Or instead of the glass of wine, you have the pumpkin pie. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. There's, yeah, there's yeah. ways where you can find make anything work, right? Um, I think the mentality all or nothing just needs to go entirely. And people yeah. just need to just, I don't know. I think also slowing down and like being realistic also. Like if you go and eat all of the pumpkin pie and drink all of the wine and whatever, you're going to feel like shit anyway. So like just breathe, be mindful, listen to your body when you're eating, listen to your body exactly. when you're drinking, all of those exactly. things. Um, yeah. And then I guess the other thing with working out, like do your best to keep walking. If you're not going to make it to the gym, keep your body moving. Like no matter what, you still need to move. It doesn't matter the time of year, but don't beat yeah. yourself up if you have family visiting or if you're visiting somewhere else and you have kids and you can't just run off to the gym and whatever it is, or you just haven't seen family in the last two years because COVID's been crap and you don't want to miss yeah. out so that's fine but then go on a family walk after dinner do some stretching in the morning exactly. do some stretching before bed like yeah. again this all or nothing I think is what kills us um, yeah. and it's what yeah. makes this constant like restrict and binge mentality in the gym with food with everything that we do and it's just yeah. honestly it's it's hindering so much of us in so many ways and if you just just take a breath and like listen to your body check in with yourself frequently like how am I feeling right now? Am I pissing myself off? Is this going to be really bad? Like, yeah. have I had enough? Or opposite, like, you know what? I've been really, really good and I haven't done anything like this in a long time. Yeah. I'm going to have the pie. I'm going to whatever the hell it is. Then go for it. Like, it's just food. It's just a missed day at the gym. Like, the world's not imploding. You know what? It's it is, it is so, the reason why is because, like I said, in my 20s, like I started weightlifting, going to gym when I was 13, so it's been a long time, like 20 years. I've been in the gym for 20 years, a long time, and so I've seen those trends, right, and then I've worked in gyms for 15 years, so it's like in dance studios, and it's just so toxic. I started teaching dance when I was 13, and my dance teacher at the school was like, she wanted to support me, but it was like, message was, if you want to do this commercially, you have to look a certain way, right, so that's always been great to me and my regret in my 20s was there's so much time when I was enjoying like I watch videos of me dancing and I'm like all I was thinking about was how I look do I look skinny enough what are people thinking they think I look fat will this guy dance with me does he think I'm fat and all these just horrible opinions of myself and then when I was a bodybuilder and I was teaching fitness like yeah like you said I was so extreme with all of those things like no mail in my face fridge I was one of those people with the salt on noodles and whole wheat everything and then I started eating oats raw and it was really unhealthy um it was it was bad like I wouldn't even put salt on my rice like I was so extreme and I got sick all the time I was unhealthy I looked healthy and people looked up to me because yeah. I was like a size four at the time 
but I was absolutely miserable. And you know what? I regret a lot of that because I have kids now. I can't go and see all that family. I haven't seen them in a long time. And I didn't enjoy those meals. And I don't know if I'll ever eat those same meals again because some of those people have passed away. They're no longer here. Yeah. I literally, this is, this is significant. When my grandma died, she gave me spaghetti. That was the last meal she ever made for me. And I put it in my fridge and my freezer and I gave it to someone because I thought I like, oh, I'm, I can't eat that. That's for fat people. I'm on a diet. And that was like, and then she'd end up dying and I never, and I, I can never get that meal back. Right. It's so stupid. Like, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, I'm happy now. I'm healthy now. And I really don't care what I weigh. And I really don't care if people don't like my, my body. Like I really don't. Um, and you got to love yourself and there's, there's, you don't need permission for that. I need to apologize for that. Um, but yeah, it's a wasted life. It's a, it's a, it's a totally wasted life. Do not make like if fat, if you lose fat, that's a natural kind of thing that comes with health. Great. But like, if you want to train for physique and bodybuilding, great. But if you don't, and you never look like that, it is not worth. Yeah. Like bringing Tupperware upstairs to people's houses and offending them. Do you know what I mean? You know, these yeah. fights and arguments I got into with people oh, in my twenties and lost so friends. Like it's crazy <laughs> to me now when I think about so it. Many. It's like, I cannot believe I had these conversations and I thought that was normal and okay. I would end friendships yeah. over it. Like I would get very yeah. mad. And I wouldn't eat at restaurants. And if I went to a restaurant, I'd eat before or after. And I'd be watching everyone eat their food. And I was wanting to eat it so bad. And it's like, fuck, I can't get any of those years back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I would not trade my life. Like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, like, I don't care. I'll eat in public. I eat what I got to do at strongman competition. I was like, hucking back pulled pork at the end of the because I was fasting because I get really nauseous. I'm those people that like the blood rushes when I do heavy lifts, so I get super sick. And I was just, I didn't care if people looked at me. I was like, yes, I'm going fucking hard on this meat right now. You know, I'm going to get my calories in. But, you know, I <laughs> just like sauce on the face, like, <laughs> fucking like, you know, face in the pulled pork was so good. And they beans, man. Most people like beans. Now I kept going back to beans. But anyways, like you, you just got to live your life. And I think that's so important that you talk about that. One last question is like, you know, in, there is a talk about how there's kind of like this new generation of women like us who are moms, who are kind of uh, feeling like they don't have their identity, right? And no one's recognizing them, right? You're never enough as a mom. You're never enough in your career. And they're actually both, they're doing too many steroids that they're actually seriously putting their health and their life at risk. And they've got kids, right? Like they need to be around for the kids. So it's like, I feel like we've kind of swung that pendulum and I'm pro strength. I want everyone to do it. I want teams, kids. But I feel like we've pushed that pendulum swing the other way. And I still don't see that progress with masters athletes. Not for the old, like 50, 67 year old women who I think could still be lifting, working out. You see with bodybuilders, not so much with like strength force. So it's just, there's just like this age category. I think they said like 20 to 35 where there's like, that's where the most women are competing right now. And it's having toxic detrimental effects, like what we're talking about with disordered eating. And they, they're cutting all other things out of their life. And I don't know if that's healthy though, like not judging, but. You know, it's a curious, the curious thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I talked about it. Actually, it's funny. I made a post or a story on my Instagram about this today, just kind of uh, just because there's been talk about it on in the strength community frequently, more frequently as of late. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it goes down to the same thing. Like, well, for one, where are these women getting their information from and wh- where are they getting their drug protocols from a that's worrisome to me and b why are these people that are so young that are just getting newly into these sports yeah doing looking into getting on a drug 
protocol immediately before even putting in any time or effort into getting stronger naturally. Like yeah. everybody's free to do what they want with their bodies. I have nothing yeah, against any of that. 100%. Um, like no judgment there, but I would, it, it, it definitely goes back to, you know, where you're getting in your information from. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you want to look a certain way because you want to be as strong as someone else? Like, yeah. Y- you're you're you can't compare yourself to anybody else you're not anybody else you don't know what they're doing at the end of the day it could all be bullshit you know what i mean and um also is it worth your health in the long run like is it for what like you know what what are you doing it for are you are you taking all of these drugs at such a young age because of instagram fame because you may squat a certain amount of weight or yoke yeah. a certain amount one time in your life and then that's it and then your yeah. your life is over at 31 and then because you've destroyed your body I mean I don't know I I'm also still new into this sport and into that area of the sport like when I got into powerlifting it was 100% raw right it was a clean federation um, so a lot of the stuff that comes along with being in strong man is, is still new to me as well but I definitely yeah. know that you know, prioritizing your nutrition and your sleep and your overall stress and, you know, your training and your recovery and your rest is going to get you much further than just jumping on a bunch of drugs that, um, who uh, who the heck knows where you're getting the information from. And if that's the type of coach you have, who's telling you to go for that right off the bat before you even really put any real effort in or see what you can do and what you can accomplish on your own, then that's probably not a coach that you want. But it's, I think the problem is that it's inevitable in strongman and CrossFit because of the fact, and even powerlifting, because of the fact that the strength feats are just getting so goddamn high. Like, you're talking about people pulling over a 1,000 pounds. That's insane. Yeah. When you compare oh, that to the strongman history, men or women, it's, it's insane. It's, it's utterly yeah. insane. And I think that there needs to be a point where there has to be kind of like some, some accountability from the people who are at the top, right, as athletes who... Oh, yeah. Well, people need to be more honest about it yeah that's what i'm trying to say like because you're 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 setting people up for injury you're setting them up for really you know unhealthy things that could kill them and it's like you're you're both like i'm just tired of the bullshit like you know i'm not judging you it's just like i'm concerned about people's health and welfare and i think that it's gone past the point of empowerment and self-love and i think it has gone into disorder like when i watch like now jerry seinfeld's on um on Netflix and just recently I watched an episode where they had frozen yogurt remember we didn't know there was like sugar in it yeah and so they were yeah. eating this you know low-fat you know, yogurt when that was a thing and uh they were gaining weight and and little a must have been a size five and they're like he's like you fat tubby and they're clutching the fat I'm like what the fuck and so we went from that to this where we're over supplementing and I'm not hating on stars I'm just saying that it's I think that people are doing so much without like yeah. they're lying about it that I, I it might kill them and that's what I'm trying to say yeah. like safely is one thing so I think that like there needs to be more honest conversations and no one wants to have them but I think that when you see certain athletes do certain things like Rihanna Lovelace she's a freak of nature she I think she does train like I watch her videos she does train I'm not hating on her but some of the superhuman shit that I see from men and women do on Instagram I'm like I don't know man I've been coaching I've, especially because I come from a gymnastics background and dance I know how long it takes to teach people to do things and muscle development and stuff like that. So I'm like, I don't know, bro. That's some crazy fucking account. And maybe you're freaking nature genetic. Cool. But it's just that uh, when women are ending every other thing in their life for that, what happens when you get injured? What happens when you can no longer compete? Who are you? Like you have to have a separate identity out of the sport. That's what I'm trying to say. 
It can't oh, be yeah. like a new God because you, what if shit hits the fan? Like you said, you can't do it for 10, 20, 30 years. So like, you well, know. I mean, you could if you're gonna t- if you're gonna be smart about Healthy. it, right? Like if you yeah. go, you gotta you gotta be smart and yeah, and listen to your body. I think you're right though, and that's it. Really comes down to also like the fact that we're. I mean, social media has <laughs> fucked us all up so bad. Like we're comparing ourselves yeah. to people. Like we don't, we can't even compare. Like lots of these, the best athletes in the world, they don't do anything but eat, sleep, train. Like eat, sleep, train. Yeah. There is no yeah. better recovery protocol than that add in whatever else they're doing on the side. Plus they have yeah. people cooking for them and, you know, making no, sure exactly. they are exactly. in tip top shape. There's no comparison. You're never yeah. going to be as good as them. And that's okay because they are a very yeah. small percent of the population, but because exactly. it's in our face all the time, it seems like it's so much more. Like I have clients who would used to send pictures of usually female CrossFit athletes because they're so shredded and yeah. they'd be like, you know, like, what would I have to do to look like her? I'm like, fucking steroids. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. the, I'm sorry, but I, the truth I and though. They, would be, they would be shocked. They would be shocked. Like, some of them would be like, yeah. are you sure? I'm like, I am uh, sure. Yeah. Yes. How that's, can you not? That's what that is. And that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't give a fuck that they're doing it, but you're not going to look like that unless you do that. And yes. here are the risks and here are the, everything else you need to know about yes. it. So you make an informed decision and do whatever exactly. it is you want to do, but don't but, compare yourself to the shit you see online. Plus most of this shit is Photoshopped anyway as well. Yeah. So it's like, I think that's the main thing is just like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, if it's in terms of strength, then, you know, just keep working harder every year. You should progress. If you're doing it properly, you should get stronger exactly. every year. Full stop. Yeah. And if you're if you're plateauing, then you need to work on accessories. You need to work, like I said, on your endurance. You need to do pauses and holds and different, like you know, movements, like isometric, like what we we're talking about earlier. So, anywho, like at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is like that to me is disordered eating, and I think that it's it's swinging the other way to the extreme. And I think that like you should always try to be the best you possibly can be. And go for the top and train as hard as you can and live your life, best life and have big dreams and big goals. And I'm not trying to, people sometimes, I swear to God, because I'm a bigger person, they always think, ah, you're saying that because you are just jealous. Are you kind of cheating at yourself and like all this bullshit? I'm like, no, I said the same thing when I was a skinny little person. Okay. I felt the same way. And I still think the same way because the, um, I, everyone I worked around that was in bodybuilding physique was always so much self-hate, you know, there was no self-love there. So I'm like, for someone who has supposedly success, right, a career and the body and the man, you seem pretty fucking miserable to me. So that's yeah. where the jig was up for me. And this was before social media was a thing, right? And yeah. I just said, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to. So it's funny that I do all this stuff now because in my 20s, I was like, I do not want to uh, be a part of unhealthy body images or perpetuate that. And I have achieved that body. So it's not that I'm saying that because I'm coming from a you know thick girl side, right? But I think that uh it's something that needs to talk about more and I think that women need to learn what disordered eating is and and learn how to set proper nutrition goals for themselves and training goals and like you said not compare to unrealistic standards and if you're going to do that shit make sure you know what you're doing it right yeah talk to your doctor no yeah yeah either either way I I just think at the end of the day like it's like you said like I mean I learned it over the last well I learned it when I got injured I learned it during COVID during the lockdowns like this life is can easily be taken away like training can be taken away competitions can be taken away from us it's like we have to have something outside of it yeah or then what you just fall into a pit of despair exactly and that does happen i got abs though yeah 
No, but that does happen to athletes though, right? Even men, they're just talking about like their their football careers ended over an injury and they have nothing, they've fallen to becoming alcoholics. Like that's a legit thing. Like there is life beyond yeah. that. And it's not because I don't want to become a pro because I do. And I'm focused on training and training for nationals. That's my goal. Um, but, you know, like I said, now have losing so much with COVID this fall, I'm like, no, you know what? Like I need to spend as much time as I possibly can with my kids, make as most memories as I can. So I'll put my training as a priority but I'm not going to sit there and beat myself up because I didn't have that extra protein shake at the end of the day or because I had an extra bowl of rest. Like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Life is too short. It's stupid. Not, like, it's not what, it's what counts, right? And yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, who are, who's affected if you die because you went extreme with your health? Yeah. All those people you've left oh. behind. Yeah. Right? Like I said, it's great to be a legend in books, but not for the people who knew the legend, you know? So but um, yeah, no, in closing, like, I want to say thanks again for being on her show. And uh, if you guys want to get connected with her, obviously the links are on the screen. And uh, if you want to connect with other experts and, and articles and blogs and information about training, join our Facebook group, Strong, Man, uh, Strong Women of Canada. And that's exclusive just to Canada and female strength athletes um, for all strength sports. And uh, also Team Panda Strong, you can connect on that Facebook group and that's mine. And that's where I post like, you know, fitness challenges, nutrition and all kinds of positive, helpful stuff. And if you're a strength athlete and a personal trainer or fitness instructor, you can apply to our elite athlete sponsorship program and our Panda Strong family of ambassadors on our store today. Like I said, www.pandastrong.ca. And if you're twerking it out in the gym, you want to drop it like it's hot, not too hot, ass to the grass like a proper power lifter, but you don't want to burn your butthole or fall on your ass. You need to get onto our playlist with Spotify. It is Panda Strong Cardio and Panda Strong Strength. Make sure if you're listening in right now, you give a five star on Apple Podcasts. If you're on YouTube, like, share, comment, high five.